0: Today, we find ourselves in the third chapter of Mark's gospel. Up to this point, Jesus has been on a fairly successful ministry tour. He's been healing people. He's been casting out demons. He's been preaching. And through it all, he's been proclaiming that the kingdom of God is close at hand. People love him. He's like a rock star. He's so popular with the people that it's It's become hard for him to enter into towns and villages unnoticed. And by today's passage, it's becoming difficult for him even to find a place and a time to eat a meal. The people love him, but not all the people. Some people have begun to wonder about his mental stability questioning if he's not a little crazy, a little cray-cray. While others go so far as to speculate that he may be demon-possessed. His own family is afraid for him, or perhaps afraid of him, depending on how you read today's scripture. In the religious leaders of the day, well, they're already against him, and it's only the third chapter. So what's he done to cultivate such animosity and distrust in such a short period of time? Well, he's befriended a tax collector and he's befriended a leper, two unpure, unclean souls whose presence a good Jew would avoid at all cost. Not Jesus, though. He's welcomed both with open arms. He's also cast out a demon or two, And he's healed a multitude of of sick and dying people, which just happened to transpire on the Sabbath. Now, one doesn't work on the Sabbath. A good Jew doesn't work on the Sabbath. It's the law. But not Jesus, though. He works when God's people are in need, regardless of the day, regardless of the law. Up to this point, his whole ministry has been about announcing both a new vision of God and a new way of relating to God. And at the heart of this vision and this way is conviction that, well, God is love. And that God desires healing and wellness for all of creation. That God stands both with us and for us. And that God is accessible. To all people. Jesus' vision of the coming kingdom of God is rooted not in law, nor what is socially accepted, but in profound inclusivity. It is profound inclusivity. And so Jesus is making people profoundly uncomfortable. Profoundly with his words, with his behavior, with his actions. He's not blending in. He's he's standing out. He's going against and defying acceptable and agreed-upon social customs and religious practices. And as we know, perhaps you've experienced firsthand, that which is seen as different is typically labeled abnormal is typically labeled immoral, or radical, or even a little crazy. That which is seen as different. The truth is, we're all guilty of it. The labeling. We are, you are, I am, all of us. Because we assume that what we know, what we have experienced... What we hold to be true is normal. It's our normal. What we know is natural. What we know is God-ordained. And that becomes our standard for living. That becomes the standard by which we measure, by which we judge the thoughts and actions of other people. Further, in our judging of other people against our predetermined socially and and religiously agreed-upon norms are normal, we keep our insecurities at bay. We create rules not to help our neighbor, but to help us define ourselves and mask our own faults. That's what's happening in today's lesson, the masking of faults and insecurities. Because why would you judge a man for loving other people. That's all he's doing is loving other people. Jesus, though, sets himself against all these powers, all of these norms, socially and and religiously, that would rob humanity and creation of abundant life with God. Whether those powers be unclean spirits, disease that ravages the mind, the body, and the soul, or illness that separates and isolates those from being in community. Whatever it is, he takes it. The judgment, the hate, he takes it all because the love of God revealed in Jesus knows no boundaries, knows no limits. He doesn't care about fitting in. No law can impede his work on behalf of God. As I've lived with today's gospel passage this past week, pondering the judgment leveled at Jesus for, for caring, for loving without limits, I've wondered why aren't I being judged more? I'm serious. Why aren't I being judged more? Why isn't this church being judged more? Why? When's the last time someone judged you for caring too deeply about the least and the last? Anyone? This week? Last month? Six months ago? A year? When's the last time someone labeled you as being radical for standing up for equality and Justice. Anyone? Any radicals here? When's the last time you upset the social order? When is the last time you made someone feel uncomfortable because you helped someone? Because you helped someone. Get more out of life. And in doing so, you pointed to the merciful and unpredictable and uncontrollable love of God. When was the last time you did any one of those things? I have a suspicion that if we're not being judged, labeled as radical, immoral, and perhaps a little bit crazy, then we're not living as Christ lived. And I believe that's a problem. Because your faith isn't meant to be a safety net. The gospel of Jesus Christ is Radical. And those who follow him are meant to be radical. Radical in word, radical in deed, radical in action. Because the work we do is to change creation for the better. The work we do is about upsetting the status quo. The work we do is about pushing through boundaries to live out gracious and loving lives that point to and reflect our living God. That's meant to be the work we do. The way that Jesus lived was his message to the world. And some people called him crazy. The way you live as God's beloved and as Christ's follower is your message to the world. I wonder what people are saying about you. Are they saying anything about you? I wonder what message you're conveying as a Christian. I wonder. Amen. Amen.